Are you an entrepreneur looking to have your business grow with a little help from the internet? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Peck. Hey everyone, it's Steve Peck at HarnessTheWeb.net, and I'm here today with Val Furkich. He's a freelance writer from Beaver, PA, and ever since he had his first story published at age six, Val has had passion for storytelling. In addition to sharing his misadventures and fatherhood on his blog, smalltowndad.com, Val specializing in helping others tell those stories working as a ghostwriter and author advisor. He's an avid collector of typewriters. His other interests include reading, running, and French fries. Val, welcome to the show today. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Hey, um, you know, that's a pretty brief introduction. Mm-hmm. Like, just fill us in a little bit more about you. Okay, well, I'm a writer. I always, I always have been. As I said in my <clears throat> bio, there, I, I started writing stories when I was in first grade. What was that first story about? It was called Dinosaur Island. It was about I, I snuck away I, and I stole a plane from the local airport and landed on an island that was inhabited by dinosaurs, and then had to find my way back. And um, later on, that it, I think it was. Um, the inspiration for Jurassic Park, I'm pretty sure. I, I was going to say, I think I've seen that yeah. show on TV. <laughs> yeah. But um, so anyways, we, uh, my, my principal at the time, Sister Peggy, liked the story. So she had it published in the school newspaper, and pretty much that was it for me. As soon as I saw my name in print, uh, I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I just filled up notebook after notebook full of stories. I, I was on a path towards writing and uh, kind of got away from it during in high school and into college. I actually – was um, majoring in computers, trying to be a little more practical, but eventually I just got got back into writing again. Then over the past uh, almost, uh, my gosh, it's almost 20 years since I graduated, I've had a bunch of jobs um, here and there, but I finally um, landed a uh, full, full-time position as a PR and marketing writer with Robert Morris University in Pittsburgh, and I was there for seven and a half years before I decided that it was uh, – Time for me to take a, a shot and, and try to do this on my own. So um, that's what I've been doing for almost two years now. That's really cool. And what's the like? What's been the best thing about being on your own? Oh, just just the freedom to you know to do whatever you want with your days. You know, I mean, you know, I I, I hate to say it, but <clears throat> almost every job I ever had, any desk job I had, nine to five kind of thing, I always felt like I could get my work done in three to four hours at most. But you know, I it's just part of the job. I had to be there. So it, and I always knew that if I was on my own, I could get my work done in a few hours and then just have the rest of the time for myself. And so that's what I do now. I, I try to, I get up and, you know, get the kids to school and then I put in a few hours. I might go for a run. That's something I couldn't do when I was working full time. And then I'll, I'll come back, maybe write for another hour or two. And then, you know, just that's the, that's, you know, I can do whatever I want with my day. And if, if uh, if I want to take Friday off, I just work a little bit harder the rest of the week, and I just don't. Uh, and I just take Friday off, so it's just nice. It's just a freedom that you have. And do you have like um, like how do you discipline that schedule? Is there something you do to make um, it work? Yeah, it's uh, I fear. <laughs> <laughs> it's fear of losing my house and um, <laughs> and not being able to uh, you know have food for myself and my kids. Basically, I mean. It's funny. I I always there was a few times when when I when I would be able to work from my work from home when I was working full time. You know, for a while they were letting me work from home one day a week, and I always found that I could work a lot. 
I worked a lot harder and I was, I was more focused when I was at home. Um, and, and now, you know, now that I'm, you know, working for myself, it, it's really like, you know, you realize that it's all up to you and, um, you know, you know, you know that every hour that you're not working, you're not making money. It's not like when I was, you know, working full time and if you're either, whether you're working or just sitting there, you're still making money. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, um, a little bit of fear, but it, you know, it's, it's a good fear. And do, do you like use any kind of scheduling, like block scheduling or anything like that? Any of those kinds of techniques to keep yourself on track or? Um, what I do is I, I use, um, the, uh, the reminders app on my, on my iPhone, the, uh, that I use that as kind of a to-do list. So I'll put everything that I have to, everything I have to do in there work-wise or, or otherwise. And, and, and then, um, every Sunday night, I sit down and I have like an actual physical notebook planner for the week um, that gives me like a I can just glance at it and see the whole week and, and what I'll do is I'll I'll look at the work that I have to do and prioritize it and then I'll sit down and I'll actually assign tasks for each day you know Monday I'm going to work on this project uh, Tuesday I'm going to work on these projects and then that way it allows me to focus on that project that day. And once I finish that, I can feel like I, you know, I accomplished what I needed to that for that for that day, and I don't have to be stressed about, oh my gosh, I have like a thousand things to do. You know, I know as long as I get that thing or those couple things done that day, then I'm happy. And um, so that kind of just keeps that's that's the basic scheduling system I work on. So you know, know like um, like yesterday at the end of the day, you know, you either completed everything you needed to do yesterday or not. Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if, if I, if something, you know, things always come up, you know, you, you know, the best, best laid plans of, of mice and men, you know, you, you, you put this schedule down and, and you say, this is the things I'm going to work on today, or these are the things I'm going to work on today. And then all of a sudden, you know, an emergency comes in, a client needs something right away. So you've got to change things up. And so it, it, things can move around, but for the most part, I try to stick to that, that original schedule I set for myself. And if you do get your work all done by 11, mm-hmm. you know it. Yeah, then it's then it's uh, nap time. So yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> another another perk from working for yourself. That's awesome. Yeah. Now now um, now I'm not sure how tall the tallest building in Beaver is, mm-hmm. but I know there's at least one building with an elevator. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's only two stories, but I've seen an elevator in Beaver. Yeah, there's yeah they're not it's not a metropolis. It's a, it's definitely a small town. But I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So you know. You've got you you know you're downtown in Beaver mm-hmm. and you've walked in the building with the elevator and you get on and there's one other person mm-hmm. and they know you probably. Oh they yeah, know, yeah. Right? They say, "Hey Val, mm-hmm. tell me something. Mm-hmm. What do you do?" Mm. The old ele- the old elevator speech. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I always say I'm a freelance writer and my uh, I specialize in helping people write write their books. Working as a uh, self-publishing consultant. Do you do you elicit when you if you talk to people like that? Do you elicit a lot of people say, "Oh, I could use help," or I I've been thinking about writing a book, or? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it seems. I mean, I mean, basically everybody, I, anybody I talk to, um, they always they always say, "Yeah, I've always wanted to write a book," or uh, you know, my dad has so many great stories, and we've always wanted him to write a book. So it's it's just something. I, I didn't start out. In that, like specializing in that, when I first started out freelancing, I was mostly doing marketing copy, like you know, web text, brochures, you know, ad advertisement copy, things like that. And I still do that, but 
over the past almost two years um, of doing this full time, I've um, been finding more and more clients who, um, you know, have, have books that they would like to get uh, completed. And I, I, I honestly like that a lot better. So I've kind of moved my whole I'm kind of transforming um, my whole uh, business to to really focus more on that because there is a need for it. And I, I personally like to have one or two big projects that I'm working on at a time rather than juggling 50 little ones. Um, it's just, it's, it's not as stressful and it gives me a chance to focus. Yeah. It, it's, isn't it interesting how, like when you start out, you know, you, you left your job, you went out on your own, how you thought you were going to be doing one thing. And a few years later, you find out you're doing something different. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You know, I, I always said, I knew when I jumped out on my own and started this, I, I knew that, you know, my long-term goal is still to be working full-time writing the kind of stuff that I like to write, you know, creative writing, writing books, you know, and that's a long-term goal. And I know that's not really possible right now. So I, I knew I knew that eventually, you know, I'd have a five- and ten-year plan. But I didn't. what I didn't realize is that how almost month-to-month things change, you know, um, because when I – like I said, I was doing marketing text for just basically – small companies and anybody who needed it at the time. And then and then there was a period where I became like the resume guy. People found out that I did, redid resumes. So I, I started getting a ton of resume work. And then, um, and then uh, colleges and universities kind of started discovering me online, and I have a lot of experience writing for higher education. So all of a sudden, that became my specialty, and I was writing a lot of, um, you know, for, for colleges and, and universities. And now here I am, I'm working on three different books right now for people, and, and that seems to be, um, you know, the direction I'm going in. So, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's neat, though. You know, I like change, so I don't like to get stagnant, so it's, it's definitely another perk of the, of the business. That's very cool. That's very cool. And you have a blog. Tell us a little bit about the blog that you have. Yeah, well, I, I've always been a storyteller, like I said, and, you know, I like making people laugh. You know, when you have kids – as you know, I mean, there's just so many things that happen that are just funny. You know, there's just an endless source of humor. So, at least you know, afterwards, they're funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I discovered too. Like that, my blog is not only a place to tell stories; it's also like therapy because, uh, as I as I always tell people, I'm writing down these stories so that later on my kids will see all the crap they put me through, and um, and they'll, maybe they'll feel bad for me, but um. No, it's just fun. it's fun. It's like a, it's you know it's it's just a way to take the the normal things in life and find the humor in them. And and like you kind of touched on there, it's funny because the most popular and funny posts um, that I put up there are usually ones that at the time were not funny at all. And um, you know either I was really angry or something uh, at the time we thought was really cataclysmic happened. But then when I sat back and took some time and wrote about it, it turned out to be really funny. So um, I don't know. I just have this – I have this uh, OCD thing where I have to – I like to document everything. So it's kind of my way of documenting, um, you know, my misadventures in fatherhood. It, it's really so great then. I, you know, um, I have a bunch of kids who are older, and I kind of – I mean, now I sort of look back. It's like, geez, I really wish that I had captured all those stories because my mind, you know, my memory isn't that great. Yeah. And, you know, different things will come up, and the kids will tell a story. It's like, oh, I don't remember that. I wish I did. So it's so awesome that you're doing that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I Well, 
I appreciate that. I I think my kids will appreciate it because I know my wife. My wife and I have like she doesn't have a very good memory of her childhood. I I can remember I can remember all the way back to kindergarten, you know, and um, I, very vivid, vivid memories. And she I always felt bad because she said she doesn't really remember much of it. So I just wanted to make sure that my kids had something they could look back on. You know, maybe when they're teenagers, they won't like uh, what I've written very much. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I'd save their pictures. I'd date them and save them in, like, little memory box in the basement and anything, you know, things they draw or color. It's just it's just, um, it's just nice. To, I think one day I'd like to have a book just to hand to them, say, you know, here you go, and they can just go back and read about their, their childhood. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's such an important part of our lives. Yeah. What's one of the funniest stories that, that's shown up on your blog? Well... Probably the one, the one that gets the most uh, comments is um, so my so my daughter was asked to be the flower girl in this in this wedding. I think she was around three at the time, and so I I was out running errands that day, and all of a sudden my wife calls me and she said, and she said get home now, and I could just tell <laughs> I, I I was just I was hoping I wasn't in trouble, but um. When I got home, she greeted me at the door, and she was like, I don't know what to do. I'm at my wit's end, and I could hear my daughter screaming in the other room. And here, for some reason, she just refused to put on the flower girl dress. You know, she just was – I mean, and, and if – you know, my daughter, for a while there, if, if you try to put a sock on her and the sock felt weird – she would throw a conniption fit, and, and it was like trying to put a sock on a wild animal, you know. So um, – so – you know, I could see my wife was upset, and she was trying to get ready for the wedding. I said, don't worry about it. I'll talk to her. I'll handle it. And I really was confident that I could. So I went over, and I was trying to be, you know, just really calm and say, come on, sweetie. You know, you got to put on your dress. And, and she was screaming at the top of her lungs, I am not putting on this dress. And um, this went on for a couple minutes, and then I, then my, I blew my stack. You know, I was – I just <laughs> – I, I lost it. And I said, all right. And I, I, uh, I grabbed her, and I told my wife, I said, grab the dress. And I And she held open the dress. And and I just grabbed her and I, I put her feet and shoved her down into the dress and, she, and she's kicking and screaming the whole time and um, just clawing and um, so finally we were able to get it, get able to get her in and then then I had to take her out to the car and I swear my neighbors probably thought we were killing somebody over here um, but then five minutes down the road she was in the back of the car and she was fine just like like nothing had ever happened so um, you know it, and when I, believe me at the time that that was happening I did not think it was funny. But after I had a day or two to think about it and wrote about it, it turned out to be um, one of my best uh, posts. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has me la- – I mean, I have a big smile on my face just listening to that story. <laughs> that is so great. Yeah. That is so great. Now, Val, do you um, – like how much of your business is like local? How much do you do remotely? How much is like over the internet? Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. Um you know, it's it's a mixture. It's a really a mixed bag. I mean, um, two of the books right now I'm working on are for local people. Another one is for some kid I went to college with, and he lives in Colorado now. I haven't seen him since college, but he just kind of, you know, found me online and re- reconnected. And then, um, so, like, the, a lot of the web copy I do, it could be for small businesses around here, or I've had companies from Washington, D.C. call me to write sales papers. I had recently a, um, uh, a small flooring company in Atlanta, Georgia. I have no idea how they found out about me, but they contacted me to write some web copy for them. 
So it's it's kind of all over, you know. I when I first started out, I was I re- was reaching more out to um, local people, but I think the longer you're doing this, and and the more you get good referrals from people, um, you know, word of mouth starts to really spread things around. Do you actively look for for work on the internet or? Yeah, well, you know, I I don't really look for jobs per se, like on Monster or Craigslist or or anything like that. I mean, at the beginning, I, I kind of did a little bit, but what I do now is, I guess the, the the main tool that I use for prospecting is LinkedIn, and the way I do that is not by you know going out and looking at what jobs they have posted or or, or you know or going out and posting you know, hey, I'm you know if you're looking for writing work, hire me. I, I instead I use their their blogging platform, which I'll just go on there and write about the writing business. And that has turned out to be really valuable um, for me in terms of prospecting and finding new clients. Um, you know, I'll write a post, and, and I, I've had—I think I've put—I've posted about 25 so far on that blogging platform, and a lot of them have you know well over 100 views, and they get shared really easy. So um, I've had a lot of people who've, who've read those and like what they've read and contacted me. About how often do you do one of those? Um, unfortunately, I haven't done any uh, in 2016. Um, just because I've been really busy with other things and, and I haven't had time to um, to prospect like that. But back um, last year, I was trying to do like one a week or um, at, at you know at most one every. I mean, at, at least one every two weeks. Um, but you know, it's it, it's it's like anything else. It's hard to find time. It's something that you have to. I think I should definitely dedicate more time to though, because it's obviously something that people pay attention to. Yeah. How else? How else do you like incorporate like tools from the internet and stuff into your business to make it easier for you? Or yeah, yeah. Well, um, Twitter has been uh, really invaluable to me as well. I, I'd say that of all the social media um, platforms, I, I, I use LinkedIn and Twitter the most in terms of for my growing my writing. And um, Twitter has enabled me to really um, find new audiences all over the world. Yeah, I uh, I had a call from Baton Rouge Parents Magazine uh, just out of the blue last year, and and this woman got on the phone. She was like, you know, I'm so and so from Baton Rouge Parents Magazine, and we just love your stuff. It's hilarious. And um, I I, I just uh, you know, I was like, how did you find me? And she just happened to just uh, you know, find me th- through Twitter. You know, she uh, my posts I always tag with. Um, like the hashtags, uh, hashtag parents or hashtag parenting, and, um, and that has able to it enabled me to find uh, uh, new readers all over the place. So, um, and then I also have people. I, I, one guy who who found me in Tasmania. He, he's a he's a he's a fellow uh, kind of like daddy blogger down there. And, and really, yeah. So that so we we've kind of had like a little Twitter relationship there and for somehow something happened at one point and all of a sudden I started getting all these followers from the UK. It's just been really, um, it's been really valuable. I've, I've met some of my favorite authors through Twitter. It, it's, it's really great because it seems like people are really, you know, I used to have to try to search down people's emails and then even if you were able to find something, you try to send them an email and it would either go to their spam or they just never read it. But for some reason, people are more apt to get back to you when you contact them through Twitter. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have to learn Twitter better than oh, 
Yeah, I know it now. Well, that's what I was telling people because I've I've actually taught a couple classes on it because it's it's really I mean it's really something you can learn really quickly and and uh, believe me when when it first came out uh, I had no idea it took me like a year to to make this to to wrap my head around it I couldn't understand you know why people would want to be on Twitter or what they'd be tweeting about. You know, just these little one, you know, one sentences things like what they're doing. I'm going to the kitchen right now, or you know, like who cares, right? But um, it turns out that you know, it's just a great place to. It's where I get all my news. It's where um, I follow other writers. It's where I. It's where I learn about um, new things in the industry. It's it's just weird. You never know what's going to happen. I had uh, I'll get I'll get notifications that people are following me, and. A couple months ago, I got a notification that uh, Chris Barron, who was the lead singer of the 1990s group The Spin Doctors, he started following me out of, out of the blue. <laughs> and I just, I don't know, I just thought that was really strange, but you never know. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. The, uh, I, yeah. The only thing I really know how to do on Twitter is I know how to research, which I find a really interesting when you're interested in learning about a new topic or, you know, what's current on a topic, you can get good information really fast. Yeah. And I know how to post things, but I've never, like, figured out how does it all, like, work together. Like, how do people – but obviously it does. I'm going to have to talk to you more about that offline here Yeah. To figure out what to do with it. Um, tell me, what's, one of, what's, like, some of the best advice you would have for somebody about – um, or maybe a better way to even ask this: What is some of the best advice you've ever received about uh, doing business on the internet? I, I would say you, you got to, you know, it's it's a necessary a necessary evil. Um, you have to you have to be involved with it. Um, you have to, you know, like I said, with LinkedIn and Twitter, I really dedicate time with those. But you got to be careful because it can also be a rabbit hole. You know. You know, you, I, I try to limit myself. I try to limit. I don't know if you've ever read um, the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss, but um, yeah. but he talks about. You know, he only checks his email twice a day, and James Altucher, uh, who wrote um, Choose Yourself, one of my favorite books, that he he's the same same way. He talks about the loop. A lot. He he used to do this thing where he would check his email, then he would check his Facebook, then he would check his Twitter, then he would check, you know. His whatever, and then he would come back and, and start it over again. So he would just do the loop over and over, like like a dozen times a day. And when you add that up, it's a lot of time you're wasting. So, um, so what I've done now is I've, I've said, you know, so I'm I'm with like Tim Ferriss said, I I just try to check my email twice a day. Um, you know, I, I never check it first thing in the morning, you know, because I already have my day set the previous night, and I don't want anything to you know to um kind of throw a monkey wrench in, in, in that in my plan so I wait I wait till like 10 o'clock in the morning before I even look at it and then as far as um using like uh social media I try um like Facebook if I if I could quit Facebook t- today I would I really would because I I just think it's a lot of negativity and nonsense but it is one of the most important ways for me to share my blog posts you know so many people follow me on Facebook and that's where they find, you know, for one reason or other, they don't want to subscribe to my blog, or they're not on Twitter. So I can't, I can't just up and quit it. But what I, what I do is I only allow myself to go on Facebook once a week. So um, you just have to have discipline. 
because, like I said, if, if you if you get caught up in this stuff, it's going to take you away from the real thing, the things you're getting paid for, which is working. Yeah, that's really that's really good because I mean I think it is easy to get just kind of like sucked into the, oh, into the internet. It's like a big it's like a big dark hole, black yeah. hole. Yeah. So is can you give us like one success tip that people listening to this uh, podcast that's something that they could implement today before they go to bed, something they could do so they have really have no excuse not to do it. Well, um, what I always tell people is um, I have this thing um, that I, I created called the Three Things Journal, and you know I I, I don't know how, I'm sure there's so many people out there that are like this, but I if I sit and think about all the things I need to do, you know, not just this, not just today, but this week, this month, it's overwhelming, and it's it's a, it's a mountain of things, and when you when you when you lump it all together like that. It, it becomes a huge stress. You know, you can you can have anxiety, and it can really hamper your, your your productivity. So what I do is I look at each day and I say, okay, what three things? What are the three most important things that I need to accomplish today? And then I write those down. And as long as I accomplish those three things in that day, I I feel that it was a successful day, and that. Um, you know, I did I did as much as I, enough for that day, um, and I don't have to feel um, like you know it was a failure, or um, I can just feel a, a sense of accomplishment. And it, it really, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm a big list guy. I like making checklists, and nothing is more gratifying than, than putting a, a check mark in the box. So I would just I would just tell people out there, if you're feeling overwhelmed, there's so much to do. How am I ever going to get done? Just say to yourself, what three things today? Um, do I have to accomplish, and then just focus on those three things. That's awesome. And that's something that anybody can do. They can start today. Write down the three things you want to get done today, and whether you look at it tonight when you go to bed or get up in the morning and look at those three things, did you get them done? Great. If you didn't, whatever. But then write down three things for tomorrow. That's a great idea. Yeah, and like I said, I have this this, um, PDF called the Three Things Journal, and if anybody – you know, wants me to send him a copy, just drop me an email and I'll, 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 I'll send you a link to the PDF and then you could use this as your template. Great. That's, that leads me right into my next question, which is, hey, how do people reach out to you? How do they get a hold of you? Um, well, you can, you can contact me at my email, which is val at valthewriter.com. I don't use my last name because it's just too hard to spell. Nobody spells it right. And, um, or you can, uh, my Twitter is uh, Valentine Burkich at Valentine Burkich? But like I said, it's um, it's probably just e- easiest to email me. Okay, which is Val at ValTheWriter.com. Correct. And is, do you have a website where your blog is? Or um, yeah, if, if SmallTownDad.com is my blog. That's also ValentineBurkich.com, and um, and then my 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 freelance business website is just ValTheWriter.com. Great. So those are both pretty easy to remember. Yeah. ValTheWriter.com and SmallTownDad.com. Yeah, it's, you gotta, I try to make it easy. <laughs> that's great. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking time to, to share with us today. Gave us some great ideas. You know, and I think um, it's it's really awesome that you're, you know, capturing the your children's youth, you know, their stories. Yeah. And, um, what great value that's going to provide to them in the future. Yeah, I hope so. Well, th- thanks for having me on, Steve. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much. 
Thanks so much for listening to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Fett. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit HarnessTheWeb.net. We'll see you next time.